This is Binghamton Now on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 904, 76 degrees, southwest wind at 10 miles an hour. The heat index is only a degree higher than the ambient air temperature at this point, 77. The dew point has now reached the 70-degree mark, which pushes it into the tropical or oppressive, depending on what chart you look at. A heat advisory for Broome, Tioga, Tompkins, and Bradford counties until 8 p.m. The forecast today, mostly sunny, 30% chance of afternoon showers and thunderstorms. Some storms could produce heavy rain, a high near 90. Heat index values between 95 and 100. No serious injuries are being reported as firefighters from both Broome and Shenango counties had been called to a house fire on Sapbush Road in the town of Barker that was reported shortly before 3.30 this morning. Firefighters responded to Sapbush Road between Bear Swamp and English Hill Roads in Shenango Forks. And they reported the house was fully involved in flames when they got there. Calls went out for personnel, pumper trucks, and other apparatus from Shenango Forks and surrounding fire companies. Shenango County Emergency Services personnel say crews from Green and Smithville were also called to the scene. The single-family two-story house appears to be wood frame and located close to a neighbor's house, separated by a stand of pine trees. The authorities arriving on the scene quickly evacuated the neighbor's house over fear that fire could spread, especially given dry conditions. There did not appear to be anyone home at the involved house when that fire broke out. We'll have more information as it becomes available. The oppressive humidity will continue another day in the Twin Tiers, Broome, Tioga, Tompkins, and Bradford counties again under a heat advisory until 8 p.m. Susquehanna, Shenango, Cortland, and Delaware counties are not included in the advisory. Overnight temperatures in the greater Binghamton area failed to get below 70 degrees, and the dew point values held in the mid to upper 60s now. They're up to 70 degrees. Dew point readings in the 60s fall into the humid range for feels like temperature, while readings in the 70s combined with warm temperatures put the heat index into oppressive or tropical. The National Weather Service says temperatures in the low to mid 90s for today combined with dew points in the upper 60s to low 70s could make for heat index values between 95 and 100 degrees. Hot temperatures and high humidity could cause heat illness if residents fail to take proper precautions. The highest heat index values are projected to be located across the lower elevations and in urban areas in the afternoon and early evening hours. WMBF News Time 907. The Broome County District Attorney is announcing sentencing for three separate cases in Broome County Court. 20-year-old Corey Nedley of Binghamton is expected to be handed a sentence in November to serve seven years in New York State Prison, followed by five years post-release supervision. The DA's office says the sentence comes after Nedley pleaded guilty on Friday to burglary. That was in connection with a break-in on October 14th of last year. Prosecutors said Nedley and another person had entered a home in the city of Binghamton with the intent to commit a crime. Authorities say what appeared to be a firearm was displayed in the incident. 51-year-old Bobby Gale Jr. of Newark Valley will be sentenced later this year to serve three years in New York State Prison, followed by two years post-release supervision for drug possession. 
The district attorney's office says Gale pleaded guilty last week to criminal possession of a controlled substance for possessing a quantity of methamphetamine on May 12th of this year with the intent to sell it. He is also being sentenced in November. Finally, District Attorney Michael Korchak's office says 42-year-old Matthew Bowden of deposit will serve one to three years for violating an order of protection and harassing a person. He was sentenced in Broome County Court on Friday in connection with an incident last November in the town of Sanford. Binghamton City Council is giving the nod to issuing bonds to finance efforts to fix problems at the renovated Recreation Park tennis courts. They remain closed. Council has approved issuing $575,000 in bonding to cover the higher-than-expected costs associated with vapor issues affecting the surface of the newly constructed courts. Mayor Jared Cram says the city is being reimbursed for the expenses associated with addressing the problems. He said in an email, quote, we are not borrowing more money. Cram notes City Council previously approved a measure that cleared the way for fixing the tennis courts while having the contractors and others involved responsible for the additional costs through insurance recovery. City Council had concluded the top layer of the asphalt on the revamped courts did not meet the drainage and water repellent expectations in the initial contract. The tennis court replacement project initially was expected to cost $600,000. The total cost now is expected to be nearly $1.9 million. WMBF News Time 909. When it's time to sell your home, start with a visit to howardhanna.com. Rank the number one real estate site for sellers. A few clicks will show you the sales price you can expect for your home. We can get you the most money in the quickest amount of time because we know where the local buyers are and how to reach them. So if it's time to sell your home, visit howardhanna.com today and we'll match you with a local Howard Hanna agent to sell your home fast. local business that needs to hire people now? Your local Binghamton area Town Square Media radio stations are holding our next job fair on Wednesday, August 24th from 11 to 2 at the Broome County Regional Farmers Market, 840 Upper Front Street in Binghamton. Our five local radio stations reach over 150,000 people every week, along with another 50,000 people on Facebook, giving us an unmatched ability to put your career opportunities in front of people who are ready to work. Reserve your booth space now for this hiring event on Wednesday, August 24th at the Broome County Regional Farmers Market next to Applebee's on Upper Front Street in Binghamton. Call Mary Beth Walsh at Town Square Media Binghamton, 607-772-8400. Packages range from a booth that comes with digital display ads to packages that include commercials on our market-leading radio station. Call Town Square Media Binghamton, 607-772-8400, and let the Twin Tiers know you're hiring. The National Weather Service has issued a heat advisory for Broome, Tioga, Tompkins, and Bradford counties until 8 p.m. Mostly sunny today. 30% chance of afternoon showers and thunderstorms. Some of those storms could produce heavy rain. A high in the low to mid-90s. Heat index values as high as 100. Partly cloudy tonight. A 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms. If those materialize, could produce heavy rain. Low in the low 70s. Partly sunny tomorrow. A 70% chance of showers and thunderstorms. Some of those storms could produce heavy rain. High in the mid-80s. Wednesday, mostly sunny, a slight chance of afternoon showers, high in the low 80s. Mostly sunny Thursday, 30% chance of afternoon showers, high in the low to mid 80s. And Friday, mostly sunny, high in the low to mid 70s. Currently, it's 76 in Binghamton. 
It's 11 past 9, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF, WMBF.com and 92.1 FM. world will be a better place for my grandchildren because of what we did today and that makes me feel very very good feeling very very good on a monday morning bob joseph with you from news radio wnbf it's august 8th let's get things started at 607-772-1290 who will be caller number one for the week it's a very, very special honor. If you're the first caller of any given week, and now is your opportunity to be caller number one at 607-772-1290 on News Radio WNBF 1290 AM 92.1 FM and always available on your free WNBF app. The headline speaks for itself. Senate vote puts climate action in reach. Banner headline in the New York Times. Printed in New York for New Yorkers by New Yorkers. Bill also tackles taxes and cost of drugs. Urgent response is five decades in the making. Joe Biden did this. We'll talk about that and more between now and noon. Of course, local issues are also within your reach. If you have something to say about something going on in your neighborhood, your town, your city, your village, 607-772-1290. You can also send emails to bob at wnbf.com. It is, to be sure, remarkable that given the level of division in America today, that's, <laughs> well, you know, progress has been made. Progress is going to be made as we go forward. So stay tuned for more progress. It should be an interesting program. It's getting started, so don't touch that dial, 92.1 FM, 1290 AM, and of course, streaming live at WNBF.com. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code ROAD for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's promo code ROAD. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code ROAD for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's code ROAD for a $5 bonus. 
First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Clean Radio 1290 WNBF on your side. Bob Joseph, we're joined now by the Town of Dickinson Supervisor, Michael Marinaccio. Good morning. Good morning, Bob. How are you? Doing well. Did you uh, make it over to the Speedy Fest? Yeah, I did. I was uh, one of the judges for the celebrity contest, and it was a lot of fun, and it was very, very warm. <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, sometimes happens in August. You know, last October, that was the one nice thing I enjoyed about the uh, schedule last year. Uh, with October, the, the temperature was very, very pleasant, although it seemed odd to be eating yeah. eating speedies and watching balloons in the fall but you know it it, it was and uh but i'll tell you it, it was a lot of fun and uh, the various uh organizations that were cooking and during the contest were great all of the contestants had great tasting speedies i've never had a speedy that i didn't like so <laughs> they all did quite well and a good time was had by all. Now, I appreciate your calling in. What I noticed, you know, I work seven, eight days a week. There's, there's <laughs> News never takes a break, I'm told. So I was um, on Bigelow Street on Saturday yeah. afternoon, and what to my surprise, there was a giant <laughs> giant red dumpster. looked like it was filled to the brim with delicious <laughs> delicious trash. We uh, reported on the, uh, the story with that garage full of trash uh, late last week, and now uh, it appears to me that the garage is empty. The garage is empty, uh, and, I, and I do want to give credit to the Broome County Health Department because they played a major role in, in being able to mitigate this this really terrible, serious uh, issue that we had there for the past year. Uh, they took a very uh, tough stance on it with uh, fines being threatened by the owners. And, you know, money speaks. And I, I think that's what you have to do sometimes is start finding these people that cause such great harm to the neighborhood. But it's not over yet. Um, there are still some major issues with the house. Um, they still have to uh, put in a, a new sewer system. We will not let them occupy the house uh, or rent the house, rather, uh, until all of that is done. And I believe that there were some structural issues with the uh, stairs and front porch. So the worst part is over, and uh, we're, we're glad that uh, it's been cleaned up. I, I know I chatted with uh, 
one of the neighbors uh, via email. Um, she's been great, and uh, we appreciate her help and her patience uh, in this matter. But, you know, Bob, I have to say shame on the previous and our current owners of this property. Shame on the people that were living there to create such a, a major health hazard. Have you or any town representatives actually been able to speak directly with the current owners? A year, not quite a year ago, maybe about eight months ago, I did. And the reason why I did is because the current or the past owner had called me. There was a, a water bill. It was, I, I don't know the exact amount, but there was an unpaid water bill of thousands of dollars. And we went after them to get that water bill paid. And um, they, one of the owners called me and said, you know, can you give us a break? And, of course, I said, absolutely not. Um, again, shame on them for not paying attention to the people that were renting that house. And I had heard that there was at least seven, eight, maybe more people living there, which the owner wasn't aware of, using lots of water. And the bills never being paid. So that was another issue, and I don't believe that that's been resolved um, either. So, yeah, it, it was a really uh, extreme problematic piece of property, uh, which caused a, a lot of work not only for the town, the town code department, our court system, our attorney, even my board members. I mean, it was just one of those very frustrating property maintenance issues, and one of the worst I've ever experienced. So this is not a situation really unique to the town of Dickinson. I could probably, uh, within 10 minutes, find some comparable properties, maybe not mm -hmm. exactly that bad in the city of Binghamton or Johnson City or Endicott. Sure. Every municipality has, has issues of this nature, and so often it's the case where the property is owned by an LLC, so ever having uh, a simple direct contact with people responsible sometimes can be challenging, maybe impossible. Oh, you're, you're absolutely right, Bob. It, it's practically impossible, and I, I, I hope to God that this changes. Uh, these LLCs are protected, and they shouldn't be in, in many cases. Um, the only time that they're unprotected is um, when they're when they're uh, threatened with the court, especially a state Supreme Court, then uh, somehow the state Supreme Court finds out who they are and, and goes after them. Uh, we were about to do that, and we still might. I, I'm not sure. I'll find out tonight uh, what our next uh, actions are going to be at my town board meeting. But, um, yeah, LLCs, I understand, you know, the meaning and why they're, they exist, but they do pose a problem for all municipalities. I will say this. I mean, it was just 72 hours ago on this program that we were discussing this specific property on Bigelow Street. So I have to say, I, I for one, was shocked to have seen that place cleaned out. I mean, at least the garage. Again, only one part of of the overall problem at that property. But I was very impressed to see the garage was cleaned out the next day. So what what was the exact Actually, process? It was, it, it was cleaned out that day. Oh, really? It was cleaned out on Friday? Yeah. Yeah, it was cleaned out on Friday. Um, I had connected with one of the neighbors um, by email just to say, look, I talked to the health department right after I had talked to you. Um, they informed me of what they were doing, which I was extremely pleased. 
and uh, the possible fines that were being imposed, $500 a day. As a matter of fact, I think they did impose the fines, um, and I'm not sure what their protocol is. Do they collect the, whatever monies accumulated, whatever fines accumulated, while they were waiting for this property to be cleaned up? I don't know, but they were extremely helpful. Well, the next morning, Saturday morning, I get an email and a picture sent to me that the garage was cleaned out on Friday. And that's when I sent you the picture. Uh, it's like, wow, that, that, that's pretty good. Right. Now, one of the questions that came to my mind, apparently, with that trash that had accumulated for so long that there was uh, an issue with rats. Now, mm -hmm. is that something the town is going to have to monitor? I mean, obviously, yes. when the rats lose their comfortable home, they're probably going to, to look elsewhere in the neighborhood. Yeah, that, that, that's a big concern. Um, sometime, either today or, or sometime early this week, I know that the health department, uh, one of the staff or several of them are going back to the property to inspect it, along with my code enforcement officer. He's going to join them and, uh, and, and probably take a really good hard look at uh, any other issues that uh, might exist on that property. So, like I said, it's really not over <clears throat> until it's over. And, uh, again, I, I, I hope that this whoever this owner is is going to take this property maintenance issues seriously. Otherwise, we're going to go after them and, and do all we can legally to uh, get these things corrected. Town of Dickinson Supervisor Michael Marinaccio, thank you very much. Keep us posted. You're very welcome. Take care. 926, this is News Radio for the Twin Tiers and for America. Bob Joseph on WNBF and WNBF.com. Hot deals. They always have great deals at Miller Motors on the Parkway in Vestal. But today, with a heat advisory, I would think the deals could be hotter than ever. The Miller Auto Team, ready and willing and able to help you find an appropriate new vehicle or perhaps a previously owned vehicle could be a brand new honda hyundai they'll explain what the options are they'll let you know what vehicles are on their way to the dealership on the parkway and if you're looking for something not brand new but looking almost brand new and in good shape but a good value check out the used vehicle inventory online at millerautoteam.com folks at miller motors are there to serve they've been there for decades they'll be there for a long time to come miller auto team they're open today till seven tomorrow from nine to seven you get more information on their website millerautoteam.com now is a good time to get a really hot deal on a vehicle at Miller Motors on the Parkway in Vestal, directly across from Binghamton University. Don't miss the last Visions Concert Series show of the summer. Happening outdoors at the Visions Veterans Memorial Arena on Friday, August 12th. Enjoy great live music with the Ronald Reagan's Big 80s show. From big hair to bodacious inspired costumes, the Reagans will take you back to the most radically awesome decade, the 1980s. There will be great food and drink with the Lupo Speedy Zone and Beer Garden. Admission is free, and for more information, go to BrewMarinaForum.com. The Visions Summer Concert Series with the Ronald Reagan's Big 80s show. August 12th, starting at 5 p.m. at the Visions Memorial Arena. 
Arena in Binghamton. Scott Curley, CEO and co-founder of KickIRS.com. If you're getting letters from the IRS, call us immediately. The IRS is the only entity in the country that can seize assets without a court order. The toughest part is to pick up the phone. Once you've done that, then we make immediate contact with the IRS and begin the process of getting your matter resolved. If you call us in time, then we know where they're at and we can intervene before anything aggressive or damaging occurs. We're actually one of the only tax resolutions firms in the country that offers a written guarantee. When you call us, we'll conduct a free consultation and we will only take your case if we are confident that we can get the matter resolved. For your free tax relief consultation, call 800-200-0795. Instead of you having to deal with the IRS, when you call us, we do all the work for you. Get your free tax relief information now at 800-200-0795. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GREAT for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's promo code GREAT. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GREAT for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's code GREAT for a $5 bonus. WNBF. And I am only as young as the minute is full of it. Getting pumped up on the little bright things I bought. But I know they'll never own me. Baby, be the class clown. I'll be the beauty queen in tears. It's a new art form showing people how little we care. We're so happy. Even when we're smiling out of fear Let's go down to the tennis court And talk it up like yeah Let's go down to the tennis court soon Oh wait, it's closed on my first Darn play. Jesse from Owego, good morning <laughs> How much is it going to cost, Bob To take care of those tennis courts? I could have sworn I heard something about a million dollars But I'm like, maybe I got that confused With something else <laughs> Well in the end, in the end, the total, the grand total cost will come close to $2 million. Now, according to Mayor Jared Cram, don't worry, because uh, the city taxpayers won't have to pay for any of the actual mistakes. That's what he says. So there were, as somebody once said, mistakes were made. But according to the mayor, 
Don't worry, city taxpayers don't have to pay for the mistakes. If I had a million dollars, <laughs> I would buy big guns by the tennis court. <laughs> I mean, I've never played tennis. Well, one time I, I did, and I made such a racket that people said, Enough, buddy. Enough. Why don't you go and p play pickleball or something more your speed? Oh, that was good. That was good. Thank you. <laughs> You know what they ought to do? Why don't they just uh, acknowledge mistakes were made and say we're giving up for this year and starting in March of 2023, they're going to um, change that into the Recreation Park Pickleball Center. Well, here's a comparison. Uh, the sinking bridge versus the tennis court. Which one do you think is going to win? Um, well, the one that's going to cost the most of course is the sinking bridge because that's the gift that keeps on giving i i will say as far as the tennis courts are concerned i i do believe at this point that um they they have figured out a solution now according to the mayor what they have to do is um put on a some kind of a new surface let's see he told uh, the 12 news the other day what did he say um do, 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 he said, uh, laminating of the courts, he thought, would begin in the first week of August. Well, that didn't happen yet, but maybe it'll happen this week. But I, I believe that this laminating process, whatever that is, will be done in three parts. And then it takes three weeks for the uh, whatever the material is to uh, settle. And then they'll have to test it just to make sure it now meets the standards. I will say this at least. They have a solution for the tennis courts. As for the sinking bridge, I'll be in the casket by the time they figure that out. Well, maybe not. Maybe not. Now, the, the thing about the sinking bridge, at this stage, believe it or not, I believe they, I am led to believe, and this is unofficial, but I, I do think they have a solution. And I, I predict that most of us will be alive when that uh, section of Front Street, or excuse me, the section of Shenango Street reopens under Interstate 81. So, uh, as I told a particular person with respect to that uh, debacle, I said, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, just hope it's not a train. A train is going to run you over. That's right. All you can say. Okay, I appreciate your call. You have a great day, bud. Thank you, Jesse. 934 WNBF, the station that really, really cares so much about the nation. It makes your head spin. DJ from Binghamton, good morning. Hey, good morning, Bob. I want to talk about the Speedy Fest and tell you that because Binghamton rains out, you know, a lot, they, they rained out Friday and some on Sunday, and um, other factors as well, like, you know, COVID. There, there, were, there were people there, but I've been telling, writing to Dave Pisano, I don't know if I told him in person, and the board that um, decides who's going to come, that the way to go for these smaller county fests, the Chocolate Fest, Speedy Fest, DJ Script Fest, uh, is to get tribute bands. Tribute bands, you can charge cheaper tickets, and people are wowed by them. Bands like Barracuda. Who do you think they're a tribute band to? I would say Ann and Nancy. Um, Ann and Nancy from um, Canada. Yeah, Am I Ann right? Nancy Wilson. That's right. You're right. Ann and Nancy Wilson. Almost Queen. Now, I went to... Oh, Freddie kids. Mercury. I'm, a tribute to Freddie yeah. Mer Mercury and his colleagues. Right. I went to see uh, Kiss on Charlotte Street. 
street behind the price chopper where I grew up for 14 years at a little place called the Raven Pub, and they packed it out. They were called Kiss Alive. Well, as far as festivals, when I was in Peoria, when I was pastoring a church, we saw um, Van, a Van Halen trip. Like, they'll call themselves the name of an album, you know, and the cradle will rock or whatever. But Dave Pisano, and anybody who's listening, you'll be packed, rain or shine, because tribute bands are better. The ticket prices will be cheaper because the bands don't charge as much. These, I don't say this to, you know, demeaningly, but these grade D bands, Rascal Flats, like, who even knows who that is? Well, the people who listen guys, on The Hawk. Yeah. And you, I mean, you, you know, what they're trying to right? do, uh, as far as I know, I've never had a conversation with anyone about scheduling the artist, but I think whether whether it's for the, the Speedy Bash or anything else around here, I think they're always trying to figure out a way to please as many people as possible realistically you know the the budget let's face it if if you wanted really 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 big artists then you'd have to be prepared to spend really big bucks which we're, we're not prepared to do that so and right. and i i i think your idea is is certainly uh, worth exploring i i don't dispute what you're saying that it could be um it, it could make more people happier and at, a, at the same time not busting anyone's budget. Because you ask yourself this question. When you hear, when you're into dancing and the music of the 80s and you hear who's bad, you're going to say, oh, who's bad? That's Michael Jackson. And I saw, we saw in Virginia Beach a Michael Jackson tribute artist. And it will just attract way more than Foghat. Or the Foghat, are they wearing Depends? Wait a minute, what? Hey now, where's the rest of the band? You know, well, Graham, I mean, don't. Hey, you know. Well, I'm just look. I'm, I mean, people but look, people like age, people Bob. like because the people like the real Mick Jagger are still out there performing <laughs> and or I whatever know. they call it, raking in money <laughs> and going through the I motions. Was thinking, you know, Bob, about Mick Jagger, I was thinking, how does he still dance? Somebody was telling me the other day, man, I'm so and so years old and my knees are blown out. And I'm thinking, that guy's in great shape. He just keeps up. He's a medical miracle. He is. You know, uh, the people at Binghamton University who do research, they could get a lot of uh, attention in the global media if they do a research project and focus on Mick Jagger and some of uh, the other lads in the Stones. I'm telling you, they, they would put Binghamton University on the map here and across the pond by coming up with research to figure that out. Let's ask Mr. Pisano and any one of the board members to come on your show and discuss it with them. Because, you know, you can write them letters and we we don't know. Yeah, you're right. You don't know. But having my experience of being around in different places, I've seen these tribute bands. They're just, they wow folks. You know what I mean? So that's just the way it is. All right. So did you have a speedy? No. Um, I did not. All right. So he's next weekend, 9.39, WNBF, the one good thing in the world. According to our Speedy Buddy at SpeedyBuddy.com, the prices of Speedies have stabilized, and there is no supply shortage of Speedies. There will be plenty of Speedies for the rest of the summer here in America. Larry in Kirkwood, good morning. You're on. My turn. <laughs> good morning, Bob. 
Oh, my goodness. So, uh, that was a good joke about the rack, about uh, tennis courts there. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh, I cracked myself up. <laughs> Do what John McEnroe just smack the racks on the ground and get all angry. Can you imagine getting McEnroe to host the show? You know, if, <laughs> if, if people think I'm bad, how about I take a day off? At the end of this week, how about I take Friday off and we get John McEnroe to guest host? And if you want to see a bad, a person with a bad attitude, and that that'll that'll make my attitude seem great. Even on my worst day, my attitude never was like his. Well, I think you might have mellowed down a little bit, but you know. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So I'm glad James finally got to go to the Speedy Fest. Um, enjoyed it one day, Eric. He said. And, uh, I think it's great, you know. I mean, yeah. he's he's learning, he's learning uh, the key things around the area. Before you know it, he'll he'll know more than I do about Binghamton. That's what I'm concerned about. This guy is such. A, I mean, he's so ambitious. You know, before long, he'll know everything about everything in Binghamton. Yeah, well, that's a good guy. You know, he's transitioned to our city, and uh, and he, he loves it. He loves it. Here. He loves yeah. it a lot. And we like him, too. Well, unfortunately, I I, I wasn't able to go. And being the, the high temperatures the way it was, uh, there's no way I would have went anyway. So, But that's a shame. I would really have loved to have gone. But maybe next year. I really want to go again. Oh, here's my idea. They have two Speedy Fests, one in August and one in October. Oh, really? That's my idea. I'm not saying they'll do it. I know they won't do oh. it because doing one is enough work already for everybody yeah, yeah. who organizes it. I'm just saying if if they really wanted to please me, do one in the traditional time in the middle of summer in August and then do one like they did last year because of COVID in October, and that way everybody wins. Well, yeah, that, that might be a good idea. Okay, Bob. Can I let you go? All right. Thanks. Appreciate the call. 942 WNBF. Everybody's checking in after a, a wild and wacky weekend. Hope your weekend was a little wild and a little wacky, but not to the point where we'll be uh, reporting you on you later today on WNBF.com. You know, there's a fine line every weekend, a fine, fine line that you never want to cross. Because if you have too much fun, there's always a potential you're going to wind up on WNBF.com and people will be clicking on your story and saying, she did what? <laughs> anyway, WNBF.com does have plenty of relevant local news. I've already been out reporting. Let's see. I've, how many places did I stop at on my way in? At least two. At least two. Actually, I think... <laughs> It's all a blur. Taking pictures, taking pictures, talking to people. It's fascinating, fascinating. First thing on a Monday morning, say at 8.15, they never expect a reporter at 8.15 on a Monday morning. That's when you get the appropriate answers because people are caught by surprise. So you stop by, you say, hey, you identify yourself. Of course, hi, I'm Bob from WNBF. That alone surprises them. They're thinking like, Will you talk on the radio that you actually go and report in the field? But we thought it was maybe just talk. 
and then they they're so pleased to actually see a real live reporter in 2022 then you ask them questions that's how information can be conveyed as opposed to no they don't want me to talk about it but they will be having a photo op in a couple of months and i'm sure you'll be invited 944-607-772-1290 is our hotline and of course the email address is bob at wnbf.com almost three million people use navage to breathe better sleep deeper snore less and stay healthier I'm Martin Hoke, and I invented Navage, the world's only nose cleaner that helps flush out airborne germs with powered suction. But what do doctors have to say about Navage? Here's Dr. Tonya Farmer, a board-certified ear, nose, and throat specialist. Most airborne allergens and viruses enter through your nose. When that happens, it can cause congestion and irritation, and that just makes you feel miserable. You can get a cold, you can get flu, sinus infections, or even worse. Flushing your nose with a saline solution is the most effective way to flush all of those dangerous threats out of your nose. So now when patients come in my office, I tell them I highly recommend that you use Navage on a daily basis for overall good health and wellness. And Navage is all natural and drug-free at Navage.com, Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Bed Bath, and Target. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. If you want to pay off high interest debt faster, it's time to refinance with American Financing, America's home for home loans. Get a free mortgage review and learn about custom loans that can save you up to $1,000 a month. If you start soon, you may close in as fast as 10 days. Call 866-886-2026. That's 866-886-2026. Or visit AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182334 and If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to BambooHR.com slash Panda. This is a limited offer only available to radio listeners at BambooHR.com slash Panda. That's BambooHR.com slash Panda. Scott Curley, CEO and co-founder of KickIRS.com. If you're getting letters from the IRS, call us immediately. The IRS is the only entity in the country that can seize assets without a court order. The toughest part is to pick up the phone. Once you've done that, then we make immediate contact with the IRS and begin the process of getting your matter resolved. If you call us in time, then we know where they're at and we can intervene before anything aggressive or damaging occurs. We're actually one of the only tax resolutions firms in the country that offers a written guarantee. When you call us, we'll conduct a free consultation and we will only take your case if we are 
confident that we can get the matter resolved. For your free tax relief consultation, call 800-200-0795, 800-200-0795, 800-200-0795. Instead of you having to deal with the IRS, when you call us, we do all the work for you. Get your free tax relief information now at 800-200-0795, 800-200-0795. Nine forty eight WNBF with Bob Joseph Monday morning six zero seven 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 two twelve ninety if you'd like to talk. Salute to Canada. And thank you, Canada, for uh, all you do with uh, cherry blossom candy and coffee crisp. And, of course, who could forget Canadian bacon? Now more than ever. Canadian bacon, the affordable treat. You can't afford American bacon, so we go with the Canadian bacon. It's almost as good. Well... Greg Abbott. I think what he's doing really is illegal. Apparently he is uh, sending people, putting people on buses and then sending them to places like New York City. For all I know, Greg Abbott could be sending people from the Lone Star State to Binghamton. What can you do about it? It's a case of a governor out of control. Think about this. If Kathy Hochul started sending people from, oh, I don't know, Endwell down to Austin, Greg Abbott probably would not be happy. You can't just send people, you can't pack them on buses and send them to some other state and say, well, there you go. Except Greg Abbott apparently is doing it. So he thinks that he's being clever to um, load people onto buses, send them. I don't even know. I could figure out the the distance using this computer, but we'll just say sending them several hundred miles from Texas, the great state of Texas, to the great city of New York. And you can't do that. You shouldn't do it. Now, according to this news account, Governor Abbott says his state can't handle the influx of people coming in. I don't doubt it. Don't look at New York City. It's not New York City's fault. It's not my fault. You know, if you need help, ask for help. But don't just pack people onto buses. Don't pack people onto buses and ship them to places like New York City or Endwell or Vestal. Imagine you see a bus with Texas plates and they're dropping 14 people off. Over at the Town Square Mall. You can't do that, Governor Abbott. It's like we can't send a bunch of people from Endwell to Austin. We can't do it. You shouldn't. Um, New York City Mayor Eric Adams says the migrants who are coming to the Big Apple are being forced onto those Texas buses without warning. And officials and volunteers now are doing what they can to help them, even though they shouldn't be in New York City in the first place. Some of the families are on the bus that wanted to go to other locations and they were not allowed to do so. They were forced on the bus of 
with uh, the understanding that they were going to other locations that they wanted to go to. And when they tried to explain, they were not allowed to do so. Sounds illegal to me. So somebody needs to take Governor Greg Abbott to court so he stops forcing people onto buses and then the buses dump them off at, I don't know where they dump them off, at the Port Authority bus terminal? Have you ever been there? Is that a place where you would want to dump people off? Come on, you can't do it. You can't do it, Governor Abbott. You just can't. I know. He is. I have to provide services for families that are here, and that's what we're going to do. And that's what we, our responsibility uh, as a city, you know, I'm proud that this is a right to shelter state, and we're going to continue to do that. And the thing is, it's all being done in secret. It's a secret operation being done by some people in Texas who clearly have no respect for New York State. Why don't they respect New York State? If New York State wants people from Texas, New York State and New York City will make arrangements for the buses and will do that. We're tired of people from other states messing with us. We're the greatest state. That's why we're the Empire State. We don't need somebody like Greg Abbott sticking his nose into things and trying to bring people to New York State if they don't want to be here. They're not letting us know what time the buses are leaving. They're not letting us know uh, what are the needs of the people on the bus. They're not giving us any information. So we're unable to really provide the service to people en route. And we would like to get that information. So what happens now? They wind up in New York City. 14 people apparently were dumped off in New York City. Well, some will stay in New York City. What if some want to go to Vestal? What if some want to go to the, I don't know, and well, Port Dickinson? You know, do you want people who were in Texas two days ago now wandering around Port Dickinson? Those who would like to go uh, stay in the city, they're going to be going to the appropriate shelter for processing. Those who want to go somewhere else, um, they're volunteer groups that are trying to assist them to go to another location. By the way, good work, NYPD, with your little rumbler. We hear that cut again, Mr. Producer. I like that because that's, that's the one thing that BPD doesn't have that it should get. They need a rumbler. Let's listen to this cut, how some uh, NYPD officer, knowing full well that the mayor was speaking with reporters, decided, hey, I'll give you a sample of that rumbler that the people in Binghamton want. Those who would like to go uh, stay in the city, they're going to be going to the appropriate shelter for processing. Those who want to go somewhere else, um, they're volunteer groups that are trying to assist them to go to another location. Give us a rumbler. I want Binghamton, Endicott, and Johnson City and Vestal to equip all their new patrol cars with those rumblers. Imagine driving on the parkway and hear that behind you. Sandy in Port Dickinson, good morning. Good morning, Bob. Um, I'd like to take umbrance with you. And the thing is, I am for Greg, Governor Abbott sending these illegals all over. Why should they invade Texas? The, the people along the border there, they're invading their privacy. They're ruining their crops. They're invading their towns that, that can't handle them. Maybe you ought to start looking at 
Washington, D.C., and the higher-ups there that don't want them either. Uh, and, um, you know, call them up. I'm gonna. I'm not calling anyone up. I'm, I'm running a radio show. I don't call people up in Washington or Texas. I'm just saying my point is it sounds illegal for Governor Abbott to be sending people from his state to the great state of New York. What gives him the right? No, it's not illegal. What is illegal are all these people coming across a border. That's illegal. And that's the beginning of it. And now this has gone on for way too long, way too long. And if you don't think that just 14 people in New York City is a minute amount, you ought to look at Westchester County where they've been flying them in on airplanes in the middle of the night and dumping them. And where do you think all these people are going? That they, They've been doing this forever. And, and not just Westchester, but all over the country. Governor Abbott has been flying people into Westchester County illegally, too? It's not illegal, Bob. It's it, not. It, if you take people against their will and put them on a bus or some other conveyance, and they say they, they want to go someplace, and you don't let them, you keep them on a bus, and then you dump them off in New York City or Port Dickinson, that's illegal. And I, I'm convinced at some point when this gets before the appropriate court, Governor Abbott is going to be told the truth. You can't do this sort of thing. It's not legal. It is legal, and he's had enough of it. And if I look- It's legal according to who? Uh, uh, what is illegal, Bob? is all these people coming across the border. The Look, 14 wrongs don't make a right. They might be in this country illegally, but don't compound the problem by violating other laws, by kidnapping them. Effectively, you're kidnapping people, you're putting them on a bus against their will, and then you're dumping them off at a place where they have no familiarity. Maybe some out of that 14, maybe some want to be in New York City and say, great, I'll be able to, uh, you know, see the taping of Late Show with Stephen Colbert. But for most people, they, they would rather not be in, the New, in New York City because it's too expensive to live. They're not going to be able to fi- be able to find an affordable apartment for their family. And where are they going to live anyplace else, Bob? Texas is a lot more affordable than Manhattan. Uh, maybe, maybe in some places, but not in a lot of the big cities there. No, it's not. No, it isn't. And it's already overrun with illegal people. From- if, if Greg Abbott wants to help people find them a, a less expensive place in Texas, you're right. There are places like Dallas and Houston and Fort Worth and Austin that are unaffordable. The cost of living is too high. Bring them to a place like Crawford, Texas. Take them to a ranch in Crawford and let them get a job there. And and why should Texas keep all these people? Why? I mean, what's what's with Texas? Just because they come over to their borders and Texas has to say, okay, we can keep them all. Just- hey, the people who enter New York State illegally stay here. If people come to New York State illegally over the Canadian border... They stay here. You don't see you don't see Governor Hochul sending uh, people who came illegally over our border to the north. You don't see her sending them to uh, the Texas State House.
Oh, well, of course not, Bob. These Democrats want all the illegals. They sign them right up to vote. That's what they want. They don't give a hoot about these people or you or me or all of us trying to support all these people who need, you know, food and clothing and shelter. Who's going to do it? You don't see Kathy Hochul out there handing them money to stay places. No. They just want them here. The Democrats want them here to vote. They want to sign them up to vote. That's all they care about. (laughs) I'm sorry, but you're on the wrong end of this one. And, And once we get a different, a different president in office, Things will change radically. Well, I'm sure President Harris will change things radically, but probably not the way you want. No. No, that wouldn't be the way I want. You're right. I'm I'm having a little fun. Anyway, I appreciate your call. Thank you for offering your view. Okay. Bye. Thanks, Sandy from Fort Dickinson. More calls are coming up. It's going to be an interesting week right here. I'm Bob Joseph, live on WNBF Binghamton. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 10.04 as we make our way toward another very hot, humid, hazy day. Fair skies for us most of the morning, but we do have some clouds possibly rolling in and a possibility of some thunderstorms. Right now, 80 degrees with a dew point of 70. Southwest winds at 9 miles an hour. The heat index right now is at 83. Heat advisory is in effect for Broome, Tioga, Tompkins, and Bradford counties until 8 this evening. Firefighters this morning battling a very hot, humid morning. In addition to the flames of a two-alarm house fire in Shenango Forks, the blaze was reported a little bit before 3.30 this morning. The fire was reported out and crews got back to their fire stations before 7 a.m. The fire on Sepbush Road between Bear Swamp and English Hill Roads was reported about 3.20. Ockenham Creek runs near the property, but there wasn't a lot of water in the creek to aid the firefighters battling the flames. Tanker trucks were called in. No one appeared to be home at the time in that single-family house. Firefighters arriving on the scene had reported that the structure was fully involved when they got there. Neighbors were quickly evacuated as two properties were separated only by a narrow stand of pine trees. Fire investigators are working to determine a cause of that fire. Shenango County Sheriff's officials say a man and two women are being charged following reports of trespass and a stolen vehicle in the town of Norwich last week. 41-year-old Aaron Gabriel, who is said to be homeless, 33-year-old Tammy Lynn Gray of the town of Norwich, and 37-year-old Jennifer May Pollock of the city of Norwich were arrested Thursday and charged with burglary, criminal possession of stolen property, and conspiracy. Deputies were called about a reported trespass in progress at a home in the town of Dickinson, on the town of Norwich, rather, on Wednesday. They found a man and two women at the scene and detained them. As the investigation unfolded, the sheriff's officials say they found the vehicle that had been driven to the scene had been reported stolen from the town of New Hartford in Oneida County, about 45 miles away, back in June. Gabriel, Gray, and Pollock were being held on cash bail. They were ordered to return to court at a later date. 
WMBF First News Time 1007. A Delhi woman and a Colchester man are facing charges after the woman was accused of setting fire to a man's property and home. Sheriff's officials responded to a report of the fire on Honest Brook Road in Delhi, July 31st, arresting 34-year-old Amanda Nodine on misdemeanor criminal contempt for violating an active order of protection, felony criminal mischief for damaging over $250 worth of property, and misdemeanor arson for intentional damage to property by fire. In addition to Nodine's arrest, sheriff's deputies arrested 25-year-old Chance Byington for allegedly being Nodine's co-conspirator. Byington also is charged with felony criminal mischief and misdemeanor arson. Nodine was arraigned in town of Hamden Court. She was released on her own recognizance and ordered to appear in town of Delhi Court at a later date. Byington was processed by the Delaware Sheriff's Office and ordered to an, appear, an issued appearance tickets for the town of Delhi Court at a later date. WMBF News Time 1008. Most Southern Tier counties being tracked in regular updates since the start of the coronavirus outbreak have reported new deaths related to the COVID-19 pandemic over the past few days. On Thursday, Broome, Shenango, and Tioga each reported another death, while on Friday, Delaware County's total number of cases since the start of the pandemic was pushed over the 9,000 mark. Earlier in the week, Broome County had recorded an additional death on Monday. Cortland, Delaware, and Tioga each added a death in the Tuesday report. And again, the Thursday update again added the death tolls in Broome, Shenango, and Tioga counties. Broome has now lost 537 residents, Shenango 125, Cortland 127, Delaware 82, and Tioga 88. More contagious variants, pandemic fatigue, and people still resistant to getting vaccinated are all seen as contributing to more hospitalizations and deaths. The counties regularly tracked in Twin Tiers updates are Broome, Shenango, Cortland, Delaware, and Tioga counties in the Southern Tier, and Bradford, Susquehanna, and Wayne counties in the Northern Tier of Pennsylvania. In the Tuesday Northern Tier of Pennsylvania update, Bradford County and 116 deaths, and Wayne County at 11,242 cases and 177 deaths. Health officials encourage people to stay home if sick. If they test positive for COVID, notify their health department and follow guidelines for isolations from others. Everyone should be up to date on their vaccines and boosters to reduce the chances of serious illness. WMBF Newstime 1009. If you or a loved one suffered injuries associated with the toxic water found at Camp Lejeune, including cancer, multiple myeloma, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, Parkinson's disease, adult leukemia, or aplastic anemia, then call us today for your free consultation. 800-503-2031. Don't wait. Let our experienced attorneys fight to get you the compensation you deserve, and you pay nothing unless there's a recovery in your favor. 800-503-2031. Call 800-503-2031. That's 800-503-2031. The National Weather Service has issued a heat advisory for Broome, Tioga, Tompkins, and Bradford counties until 8 tonight. The WMBF Twin Tiers forecast mostly sunny today, a 30% chance of afternoon showers and thunderstorms. Some storms could produce heavy rain if they materialize, and a high today in the low to mid-90s. Heat index value as high as 100. Tonight, partly cloudy, a 50% chance of showers and thunderstorms. Some storms could produce heavy rain, a low in the low 70s. Tomorrow, partly sunny, a 70% chance of showers and thunderstorms. Some storms could produce heavy rain, a high in the mid-80s. 
For Wednesday, mostly sunny, a slight chance of afternoon showers, a high in the mid-80s. Thursday, mostly sunny, a 30% chance of afternoon showers, high in the mid-80s. And Friday, mostly sunny, a high in the low to mid-70s. Currently, it's 80 in Binghamton. The winds out of the southwest at 9 miles per hour do point at 70 degrees. That puts the heat index value right now at 83. It's 1012, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. News Radio 1290, WMBF. 607-772-1290. That's the Bob Joseph hotline on WNBF. It's the time of the season. the time of the season for calling the talk show let's take a call matt from binghamton good morning you're on the air yeah i was listening to i think it was your last caller sandy who you know i i I get it certain people don't want any immigrants coming into our country however she conflated so many things that are happening first of all the people that abbott is sending here come on buses they don't come on planes they don't get sent anywhere in the country on planes it, when when that first came out that there were some people flying in the middle of the night, it wasn't because they were trying to hide them. It's because that's when planes are available. So those people are the ones who came to the border the way and, and went through the checkpoint and are seeking asylum, and they have a right to do that under our laws. Now, if you don't like those laws, then I understand that. But those people who are on planes are shipped to and once they're processed, they find if they have family members here, and while they're deciding their case, they are shipped across the country. And they're taking them out of the border states, which is exactly what Abbott is trying to, says he's trying to accomplish. So those are all legal people here legally who have gone through the, the process they're supposed to be doing where they wouldn't be on the plane. Second of all, tell Sandy to show me one person who is his, who's um, been able to vote in this country, who's come across the border as an illegal with, without getting citizenship. That's a mantra of the right. They try to claim it's true. They're signing them up. The Democrats are signing them up to vote. Yet when you ask them to prove it, they can't prove it because it's just not true. So, you know, and let's not forget, it was the gang of eight four Republicans and four Democrats who had meaningful immigration reform quite a few years ago. And when Stephen Miller, the little punk who has a book written against him, I said this before, called Hate Monger, got together with Jeff Sessions and killed the bill, went to all the Republicans who were going to vote for it and got them to back off it. And that's why we have no meaningful immigration reform, which the Republican leaders are happy about because it's a wedge issue that they know they it's the red, biggest red meat wedge issue the, the Republicans throw at their base, and they all go crazy because these people are coming to our country. Well, there's immigrants going with the state of the world. 
there's going to be more and more immigrants coming in. If you claim to be Christian nationalist, then the Christian part should be important that you care about other people, that you care about, um, you know, what Jesus said. Uh, it, it, he was all about taking care of the poor and taking care of the destitute and taking care of those who who traveled. These people have traveled, some of them, thousands of miles to get away from the the bad conditions they're under because it's so um, deplorable and their kids are being, um, you know, threatened by gangs. All these people come here, not because it's not an easy journey. It's one of the worst journeys ever. And many people die on the way. That's how desperate they are. So let's, let's, if we're supposed to be a Christian nation, like all these people want us to be, then why aren't we acting like one? And why are we listening to these demagogues who tell us, every red meat issue that they want about immigration and then and and then this base believes it and makes up make i mean i don't blame them for in one way because they're being lied to they're being lied to about the the what's going on and then they just grab onto it and it's a, it's a great issue for most republicans i talk to they always talk start with immigration. Well, Matt Ryan, you're you're an attorney, so in in your view as a person familiar with many of this nation's laws, do you think what Governor Abbott is doing by putting people on buses in Texas and then shipping them to New York State or to D.C. Do you think that's legal? No, it's not. I, I don't believe it's legal. I think uh, you know every every uh, jurisdiction has. Look, if they make arrangements. Uh, and work with the federal government to help them get where they need to go because these aren't, look, under the Biden administration, and this you can look up, more people have been turned back, illegal people have been caught and turned back than under Trump. It's not, let, it's, uh, it's true there's a lot of people trying to come across the border, but the illegal ones that haven't gone through the proper channels have been turned back. The people who it's unclear to me exactly who these people Abbott is putting on buses, but if he's putting people who have come across illegally, um, there's a a mechanism that's in place to turn them back at the border uh, if they're illegals if they haven't done it the proper way. And if he's just if he's just uh, doing this for political revenge or something, taking people who haven't gone through the proper process and sending them north. That's highly illegal. Well, I think he's using innocent people, innocent men, women, and children. By the way, they are presumed innocent until and unless they've been convicted in the court of law. So they're presumptively innocent, even if there are claims that they're in the United States illegally. So he's taking innocent men, women, and children and using them to try to make political, hey, I find it deplorable. Exactly. And and uh, it's it's just... It's just it's such an easy issue to uh, get this this base that listens to everything that talk ra uh, these fringe talk radio people say. Not necessarily so fringe. What Fox News says every day. It's always it's all things immigration because they know that that freaks people out. Well, by the way, I said this before. We have 11 million jobs in this country. So if we would set up. If, if the Republicans would to get together with the Democrats, and it's the Republicans that are preventing this, they get they killed the bill. If they would get together and say, how can we come up with an immigration program that will meet the needs of all these uh, companies that need workers, get them here for uh, a, a time, make sure they learn the language, 
make sure they do everything right, make sure they aren't, you know, that they don't have criminal records and that they go to places where they can work and then become citizens like uh, the great tradition of our, my ancestors, your ancestors, everybody in this country. That's what made this country so great and why it is so great. And then you have these people like Tucker Carlson and Orban who are starting to talk the language of Adolf Hitler. We shouldn't mix the races. It's so disgusting. It's so ridiculous. And if these people are buying into this, it's really sad because we are headed towards really bad times if those, if those people get control of our country. Appreciate your call. That's Matt from Binghamton, former Binghamton Mayor Matthew Ryan, 1020 WNBF. More calls coming up at 607-772-1290. Now let's talk books. Let's talk about the library with Joanne Hanrahan, friends of the Broome County Public Library. Good morning. Good morning, Bob. How are you doing? I am calling you from our brand new uh, book sale room. We are frantically getting ready for our sale that starts this Thursday. Um, just to let everybody know, we are no longer in that deck room off the rotunda. You need to come back to the reference desk that's in the back of the library. You take a right. We have a beautiful room with brand new bookcases that were made by the Bosey's Carpentry class. And I'm telling you, it, it's filled. it's filled to the brim. Well, it sounds fantastic. I'll, I'll have to stop by and see for myself. Oh, I'd love to have you come and stop and see it. Let me know. Um, Thursday is our member sale from 9.30 to 3.30. Friday is open to the public from 9.30 to 3.30. And Saturday is our famous $5 bag sale from 9.30 to 3.30. And we're looking forward to see everyone. And I also want to mention, we have been contacted uh, by people who have expensive books that they would like to sell, but they don't want us to be selling them for our typical dollar uh, for a hardcover and 50 cents for a paperback. So if there's anybody out there who has a beautiful collection of books, um, we will come and pick them up. I have a crew that is, we, we're calling ourselves um, the Paradise Pickers. We're looking for books that are absolutely beautiful. We will come pick them up. And then we will uh, find special sales where we can sell them for more than a dollar or 50 cents. And uh, you can simply call the library and leave a message for either Joanne. You can just say, Joanne, friends of the library. You just put friends of the library. Give me your name and your number. And I will call you and we will set a pickup date for your book. Excellent. Excellent. Anything else we should know? Well, you know, we're all praying for rain. We're all praying for it to cool down in the fall. And I'll tell you, the library is really nice and cool. So if you need a nice, cool place to go, come to the library. Come to our book sale. And, hey, you know, you're gonna. we've got great volunteers. We're all a happy bunch. So stop in and see us over the weekend. Joanne Hanrahan, friends of the Broome County Public Library, thank you very much for the update. Thank you very much. And I forgot, our bookshop right off the rotunda, everything in our bookshop is half price. Those are better books, but most of them are being sold for less than $5. So for half price, the most expensive book you're going to buy is for $2.50. Come and see Diane in the bookshop. Thank you so much, Joanne. Thank you, Bob. I think thank you very much. And listen, thanks to all the people who are donating the book because we are having more fun sorting donations, so keep them coming. 
1024, this is WNBF serving your community. We've been doing it for almost a century. As my English teacher once said, ain't no stopping us now. I'm not sure that she really was qualified to be teaching English, but maybe she was just testing us. 607-772-1290 is the number. The email address is bob at wnbf.com. We're on various platforms, including the traditional AM at 1290, the not-as-traditional FM at 92.1, Al Gore's Internet, wnbf.com, and, of course, the free and best way, the WNBF app, so you're always connected. We're here for you seven days a week, WNBF. Bob Joseph, all the hits all the time. And the time is 1028 from WNBF. Vic in Herkimer, good morning, you're on. Good morning, Bob, how are you today? Super. All right, hey, uh, uh, besides what I called about, I, I've had this place now since January. I got my first water bill, it was $49. My first electric bill from National Grid with two air conditioners running, freezer and refrigerator, was only $67. I wanted to get that out of the way. Um, I think that's why our people are leaving Broome County. But on the uh, busing or flighting of uh, illegal immigrants through the um, uh, three states, California, uh, Chicago, and uh, or excuse me, Illinois, and New York, it was Gavin Newsom, Mary Lightfoot, and uh, Comrade de Blasio who got on national TV and said, if you don't want them, we take them. We're a sanctuary state. And the states that were getting them, Arizona and Texas, uh, they were being tapped out on their uh, uh, funds for socialism, for the um, uh, cost of Medicaid, cost of housing. So they have to do something. So Senate Well, they might have to do something, but just because their people in their state illegally gives them absolutely, positively no right to send those poor people to a place like New York State without prior written consent of the city officials and federal officials. I believe Comrade de Blasio... No, Comrade de Blasio... We'll call him Mayor Bill de Blasio. He's no longer in charge. The mayor is Eric Adams. Mayor Eric Adams has not given permission to Governor Greg Abbott to send innocent people to New York City without prior written approval. But has he rescinded his permission? Did he say he don't do it? He doesn't want people being bussed illegally from Texas. If he, if he wants people from Texas, he'll make an announcement. Mayor Eric Adams has not made an announcement asking Governor Abbott to send people illegally against their will to New York City. Uh, no, it's, it's not against their will. Uh, now, some people don't even know where they're going. They wanted to go elsewhere, and they wound up getting dumped off in New York City as part of Governor Abbott's deplorable plan to cause havoc. 
You know, maybe this would all be settled if we closed their borders and send them back and didn't send them to court that releases them because Biden made it that way. Biden made it catch and release after Trump had closed it. Now, now that's the problem right there. Our borders are wide open for illegal immigrants, terrorists. Anybody that wants to walk across that border can walk across that border. Well, don't blame the people of New York City. It's not their fault. Well, they're the ones who said sanctuary. They're the ones who made it. The people of New York City didn't say that. No, that's true. The government did. The Democrat-run government. Mayor Bill de Blasio might have said it. He's not in charge anymore. Eric Adams is in charge. Eric Adams doesn't want people brought into the city illegally. And he won't say so because he doesn't want to lose the next election. Yes, but he still doesn't want it. He might not say so, but he doesn't want any illegal transfer of people against their will into the city. Mayor Adams is a former distinguished police officer. He stands for law and order. How can you say that, Bob? That's speculation. I hear you time and time again saying, don't speculate, give me the facts. I want the facts, but Mayor Adams don't want them. Okay. Next time I'm talking to him, I'll ask. I don't think he wants him. I don't think, based on the comments he made Sunday to reporters, I don't think he wants people brought into New York City illegally. Maybe he wants people from other countries eventually to settle in the best city in the world, except for Binghamton. But you have to do it appropriately. You don't just bring him on a bus throw 14 people on a bus whether or not they want to go to New York City that's not the American way 1033 at WNBF Norm from Vestal good morning good morning Bob I wonder if Sunday you had a chance to uh, be a 15-minute special on CBS good morning about your favorite drink moxie well fortunately many listeners alerted me uh, quite, quite often on Sundays, I don't watch TV or listen to the radio just to have a quiet morning for a change. But fortunately, um, a number of people alerted me. So I watched that CBS program, and I'm glad I did. And by the way, I want to thank everybody who gave me a heads up so I was able to watch that, that segment about the Moxie Soda. That was very interesting. Yeah, for well, it's only 15 minutes, but they did a beautiful job. At least now I know what you're talking about when you talk about Moxie. Yeah, yeah, that's what I I was hoping that some listeners would be able to catch that, so they would have a little more insight in what all the fuss is about. And at least now you have a a sense, a better sense of of what this is, and uh, maybe some incentive at some point to um, to try it. Yeah, plus I think it's hot enough day we need to back off a little bit about fighting with each other and relax and talk about something that we all enjoy. And in your case, I know it's Moxie. Well, thank you so much for calling. Again, um, uh, a lot of people uh, sent me uh, emails or texts to uh, to let me know that was com coming on, and I, I'm so, so very pleased they did because I, I enjoyed that segment. Okay, have a good day, Bob. You too, Norm. Thank you. 1035 at News Radio WNBF. Dave and Vestal, good morning. Mike in Johnson City, good morning. 
All right, Bob. Hey, all these uh, immigrants, when they come across the border illegally, do they tell these bus drivers where they want to go? To the sanctuary cities, New York. I don't think. Well, I don't. When he I, I don't think they all tell them that they want to go to New York City. Some, some might say, "Hey, take me to New York City." Some might say, "Take me to Johnson City." Uh, still, if if they wind up in Texas, there is no legal way for Governor Abbott to put them on a bus without prior permission from the destination city. If Governor Abbott wants to be cute and transport people from his state to Johnson City or Binghamton or Endwell, he needs to get permission first from local officials and state officials. I haven't uh, heard of anybody telling these immigrants they had to get on the bus. They well, they didn't know where they were going. Read the reports. They had no idea that they were going to wind up in New York City. And I don't believe that they... Um, well, I don't know all the circumstances. Uh, the bottom line is, the people who were on those buses wound up being dumped off in New York City without permission of local officials and without permission of Governor Kathy Hochul. It's illegal. One reason they might, might want to go to New York City is if you have a child with you and you get to the city by 10 p.m., they will put you up in shelter. Right, as Texas ought to. You know, Texas ought to try being a little more hospitable and stop being such bad, bad, mean, mean people and show a little bit of Texas hospitality. I thought Texas was noted for its hospitality. It seems as though they're trying to be mean to people who have, just because they have no money. See, I think Texas wants to be welcoming to people who have cash so the people from texas would be glad to have mike from johnson city come down because you have cash as long as you have cash you can stay there as soon as you run out of money they want you gone because they can't profit from your presence well they've got about uh, 14 people coming in on the bus from uh texas how are they expected how are the people in texas expected to pay for the five thousand a day that cross the border down there and we can't pay for them in New York City. No, we can't pay for them in New York City. You know, I don't want Governor Abbott from Texas trying to stick his nose into things and making things worse for New York State. We have enough challenges without Governor Abbott trying to screw things up for, uh, further. Governor Abbott didn't screw things up further. Joe Biden. No, Governor Abbott, Joe Biden had nothing to do with the people that wound up on that bus. With the 14 people on the bus, Joe Biden knew nothing about it till it was reported. So Joe Biden didn't give approval for it. Eric Adams didn't give approval for that. And Kathy Hochul certainly didn't approve it. So if Governor Abbott thinks that it's such a cool idea to move people who've come to his state because they want a better life, to move them to other states, then make appropriate arrangements. He knows how to get in touch with Kathy Hochul or Eric Adams. Do it the right way. Don't do it illegally. Who's, uh, who's signing the bill to pay for the bus? Governor Abbott? I have no idea. I have no idea. I don't care who's paying for the bus. It's illegal. You don't just take people. I can't. I can't take a bus filled with 14 people from Binghamton this afternoon and drive down to Austin, Texas and dump them off there and say, hey, you're on your own. Bye-bye. It's illegal. You can't do it. 
it seems like if it was illegal, it would be kidnapping, and somebody would be arrested by now. Well, maybe he will be arrested. Maybe the authorities are investigating. Maybe they're afraid to take him into custody because he might put up a struggle. And getting back to the tennis courts, that's going from 600000 to $1.9 million. And uh, Mayor Cram says the city taxpayers won't pay. Now, when she says the city taxpayers won't pay, does that mean Johnson City, Endicott, and people in Missouri will pay? Or the people that screwed it up are going to pay? I think his implication is the people who made the mistakes are supposed to pay. I think, I think that's Mayor Cram's position, that taxpayers, whether they're in Binghamton or anywhere else, aren't going to pay for the overruns that were caused by the mistakes. Well, that would be very welcoming news. Right. So we'll continue to keep in touch with Mayor Cram on that. That is his position, that taxpayers, whether it's Binghamton or anywhere else, shouldn't have to foot the bill if uh, mistakes were made in, in replacing the tennis courts. Okay. All right. I got it, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for your call. 1040 WNBF, the station that truly does care about the world. D from Binghamton, good morning. Good morning. I just wanted to follow up with what um, Sandy was saying. As far as people going from Texas to New York or D.C., it had to be voluntary. They can't just, the governor couldn't just put them on a bus and send them. They had to volunteer to want to go to those places. But as far as when, when President Obama was in office, they were flying all these people to different states, and the governors weren't even told they were coming. They were just showing up without anyone even knowing they were coming. So. These programs that's going on, and Biden was still flying people to New York. Adams wasn't complaining then. When plane loads were showing up in New York now... Okay. Adams wasn't in charge then. Adams was, as far as I know, still working for NYPD. Or maybe he had retired as a uh, NYPD officer. He, he didn't have any, any official role to play. It, it was Bill de Blasio in charge of New York City. Yeah, but the point is, they are being flown to New York by the Biden administration. We didn't hear anything about those plane loads showing up in New York. Now, all of a sudden, a couple of people coming on the bus that they want to be there because um, Governor Abbott cannot just send people. And he, they have to volunteer to go on that bus to go to New York or whatever it is. Well, Governor Abbott shouldn't be dumping people off in New York City without approval of the city and state. Well, they were sending them to state. The governors didn't even know they were coming. No, I'm talking, hey, the federal government has more power than Governor Abbott, as it should be. Governor Abbott should not have the right, just like Governor Hochul doesn't have the right to send people from New York to Texas. Or Governor Hochul doesn't have the right to send people from New York to Pennsylvania. That should not be the right of a governor to take people you don't want in your state and bus them elsewhere. If you, if you make arrangements with the other state, if you get get uh, permission from that state's governor and the mayor of the city, then that, that would be appropriate. And if it's done voluntarily, if people want to move to Binghamton, a great city, if, we get, if Jared Cram gives approval and Kathy Hochul gives approval, then it's fine. You don't, you don't just do stuff unilaterally and think, you're, you know, oh, that's cute, my uh, constituents would like it. Because some constituents celebrate cuteness. Well, this country's not about cuteness. This is a land of laws. Exactly. And the first law, like Sandy said, is them coming over the border to begin with, and you're not even 
helping to stop that. I I can't do anything. I'm sit I'm standing in a studio in Binghamton. I can't do anything to stop it except tell people stop breaking the law. That's all I can do. Okay. Well, like I said, they were flown all over the country. I know. I know. I've seen the pictures. I read the paper. I watch the news. I see. Again, two wrongs don't make a right. Okay, Bob. All right. Thanks for your call. Oh, what I want is a little respect. Just show a little respect for other people. Governor Abbott might think it's the cutest thing in the world to his constituents in Texas so he can easily win re-election by sending immigrants from his state, from the Lone Star State, to New York City. Yeah, it's cute. Problem is, it's not legal unless he gets permission from the mayor of the city and the governor of New York State and maybe some other people. You can't just say, oh, I'm going to be cute. At some point, I think it's going to catch up with him. And I think Governor Abbott may well come to regret his actions. It's 1044 at News Radio, WNBF and WNBF.com. Tom from Binghamton. Good morning. You're on the air. Joan from Binghamton. You're on the air. Bill from Binghamton. You're on the air. Oh, I love the phones. We love the phones. 607-772-1290. It's only the very best telephone action. All right, well, 607-772-1290. Calls will be accepted and broadcast as, um, <clears throat> as permitted. Based on operational requirements. Operational requirements. Beverly from the town of Dickinson. Good morning. Hi, Bob. How you doing? Good. Uh, 
pretty hot out there. That's what I'm told. Yeah, I want to tell you something. The first time in all the years that I lived in a town of Dickinson, I got a bill for a, a water bill for $179, and I've never had it that much. And I called up the town hall, and they said that, uh, oh, they said something about uh, that they built something. And uh, that's why my my bill went up. Well, what what was it the last time? If it's $179 now, what was your previous bill? Well, uh, it was uh, one time. It was $66, and then another time it was like a little over 100 Right, but what was the one, not not the new bill you just received, what was the bill right before that? I, I guess you probably get your bills, what, every three or four months? Uh, every four months? Three months. All right, so what was the last bill? The new bill is 179 What was the bill that you received three months ago? I think it was 105 So it only went up $74. Yeah, but when you're lived on a fixed income, you know, I mean, that's a lot. Oh, it is a lot, but I thought maybe it had tripled or something, like, since the last... So that would be... I don't, I, I don't know. They're, they seem, they, they seem to, that the town is adding all the time, and I can't figure out why. They said they, they built something. And and that's why the water water bill went up. I, well, maybe it's because of all that work they did over at the sewage treatment plant, over at Rich David's sewage treatment plant. Remember they did all that work? Is that the one in Johnson City? Well, it's in Vestal. It's owned by Binghamton and Johnson City, but they smartly built it in Vestal. So it's like Binghamton and Johnson City and Dickinson can dump all their stuff in Vestal. I think that sounds like a pretty good deal to me, but they did a lot of work there. They did about $275 million in work to repair and improve the sewage treatment plant, so now somebody has to pay for it. Yeah, well, uh, I'm going to tell you something. This town is getting to be a little a little bit extravagant. Well, it's it's not. I don't. If if the increase is due to the sewage treatment plant, that's not the town's fault. That's because Binghamton and Johnson City run the sewage treatment plant. Unfortunately, they allow the town of Dickinson to use that facility, and that way the town of Dickinson doesn't have to build its own plant. Yeah. Well, like I like I said, they're going to be putting me in a group home or in a nursing home. Well, I hope not. I, I hope you're able to continue to live in, in your house. Well, 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 the way things are going, it don't look like I, I'm going to be here too much longer. And some, and some of those guys in the town of Dickinson are real, nice, are, are real nice people, and some of them are sarcastic people. Well, maybe they're auditioning to be a radio host. Uh, I'm. Uh, I've been in this area for years. I know people who 
you know, who are nice. I know I know people that are sarcastic, and and I could tell you where they live, what they look like, and everything. And I know there's some I know there's some sarcastic people. Don't worry, I've been in this area for years. All right, but most people are pretty nice. I lived in the town downtown Binghamton for well over 20 years when I first got married. Where did you live? When you lived in downtown Binghamton, where? Well, I lived on, uh, I lived in the, uh, in the first ward. I lived uh, on the east side. I lived down on Front Street, down there near Botnick. And so forth. I lived over 20 years downtown, and uh, I never had... I never had a problem like that, but but just just like my family say, we got a bunch of aristocrats out here that like to raise prices. All right. Well, hopefully they won't raise the prices anymore, so you can stay put. I appreciate your call. Go out today or not, I don't care. All right. Well, I appreciate your call. Okay, sweetie. Thank you. 1055. We've got more calls coming up. Don't touch that dial. I'm Bob Joseph on WNBF. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Here's Kathy White. The National Weather Service has a heat advisory in effect for Broome, Tioga, Tompkins, and Bradford counties until 8 p.m. Our forecast today, mostly sunny, 30% chance of afternoon showers and thunderstorms. Some storms could produce heavy rain and a high into the lower 90s. Heat index values could be flirting with a 100-degree mark. No serious injuries being reported as firefighters from both Broome and Shenango counties were called out to a house fire on Sapbush Road in the town of Barker. That was reported shortly before 3.30 this morning. Firefighters responding to Sapbush Road between Cloverdale and English Hill Roads. It's also in the area of Bear Swamp Road in Shenango Forks. Reported the house was fully involved in flames. Calls went out for personnel, pumper trucks, and other apparatus from Shenango Forks and surrounding fire companies. Shenango County Emergency Services personnel say that crews from Green and Smithville were also called to the scene. The single-family, two-story house appeared to be wood-framed, located close to a neighbor's home, separated by a stand of pine trees. Authorities arriving on the scene quickly evacuated the neighbors over fear that fire could spread, especially given the dry conditions. It did not appear that anyone was home at the time. The investigation continues. The oppressive humidity continues another day in the Twin Tiers. As we mentioned, Broome, Tioga, Tompkins, and Bradford counties under a heat advisory until 8 p.m. Susquehanna, Shenango, Cortland, and Delaware counties were not included this morning. Overnight temperatures in the greater Binghamton area failed to drop below 70 degrees, and the dew point values were holding in the mid to upper 60s. Dew point readings in the 60s fall in the humid range or the feels-like temperature. Well, readings in the 70s combined with warm temperatures put the heat index into the oppressive or tropical range. The National Weather Service has temperatures in the low to mid 90s for today combined 
combined with dew points in the upper 60s to low 70s could make for heat index values between 95 and 100 degrees. Hot temperatures and high humidity may cause heat illness if residents fail to take proper precautions. The highest heat index values are projected to be located across lower elevations and in urban areas in the afternoon through the early evening hours. The Broome County District Attorney is announcing sentencing for three separate cases in Broome County Court. 20-year-old Corey Nedley of Binghamton is expected to be handed a sentence to serve seven years in New York State Prison, followed by five years post-release supervision. The DA's office says the sentence comes after Nedley pleaded guilty on Friday to burglary for a break-in that happened October 14th of last year. Prosecutors say Nedley and another person had entered a home in the city of Binghamton with the intent to commit a crime. Authorities say what appeared to be a firearm was displayed in the incident. 51-year-old Bobby Gale Jr. of Newark Valley will be sentenced this year to serve three years in New York State Prison, followed by two years post-release supervision for drug possession. The district attorney's office says Gail pleaded guilty last week to criminal possession of a controlled substance for possessing a quantity of methamphetamine on May 12th with the intent to sell it. He is also to be sentenced in November. Finally, the district attorney, Michael Korchak's office, says 42-year-old Matthew Bowden of Deposit will serve one to three years for violating an order of protection and harassing a person, he was sentenced in Broome County Court on Friday in connection with the incident last November in the town of Sanford. Elsewhere around the area in Pennsylvania news, which has gained national attention as well. Authorities say that a fast-moving fire has killed seven adults and three children in northeastern Pennsylvania in Luzerne County. One of the firefighters who responded to that blaze early Friday found out the victims were his family. Investigators are looking into the cause of the fire in Nescopac. The Pennsylvania State Police say the children who died were ages 5, 6, and 7. Volunteer firefighter Harold Baker says 10 victims included his son, daughter, father-in-law, brother-in-law, sister-in-law, three grandchildren, and two other relatives. The National Weather Service has issued a heat advisory for Broome, Tioga, Tompkins, and Bradford counties until 8 p.m. The WMBF Twin Tiers forecast mostly sunny today, a 30% chance of afternoon showers and thunderstorms. Some storms could produce heavy rain, a high near 90, heat index value between 95 and 100. Tonight, partly cloudy, a 60% chance of showers and thunderstorms. Some storms could produce heavy rains, a low in the low 70s. Partly sunny for tomorrow, a 70% chance of showers and thunderstorms. Once again, a chance for heavy rain, high in the low 80s. This is where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. News Radio 1290, WMBF.
Radio in the free world on a Monday morning. Six zero seven 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 two twelve ninety is the number. Call. We start the hour off with Randy from the town of Dickinson. Good morning. Good morning, Bob. Yes, I'd just like to offer my opinion really quick. A uh, really, yeah, quick opinion on uh, the immigration issue. A lot of people seem to be upset about it, and the, the debate over whether it's legal or illegal. I'm not a Philadelphia lawyer. I can't tell you if it's legal or illegal. But the Texas governor, he's just doing that to solidify his political base. I'm sure if you took a poll of the Texans, most the people in Texas, a vast majority of a, would approve of what he's doing. Of course, he's doing it to uh, win re-election. Yeah, of course. And like I said, um, and everybody seems quite upset. Oh, yeah, I mean, he, it's illegal. I mean, he, he's actually doing these immigrants a favor, sending them to New York State. No, he isn't. Some of them are afraid. They get to New York City, and they're afraid because of the crime. They won't get off the bus in New York City. They got A, a few of them got off the bus before they got to New York City because of all the crime. So he's not doing them a favor by moving them from relatively safe Texas to the crime-riddled city. Trust me, they're not afraid of the crime. I don't know where you got that excuse, but... It's the New York Post, Rupert Murdoch's publication. It says, Adams greets border crossing, uh, crossers, but suggests most skipped the crime-riddled city over fear. It's the New York Post. Could, could I finish my uh, thoughts here? Well, yeah, but you said you don't know where I got the idea. It's the New York Post newspaper run by Rupert Murdoch. You won't let me. You won't let me speak. I mean, uh, is this a one-man radio show, or do you, do you let calling people talk? Well, if you say you don't know where I got the thing from, I had to respond. What do you think? It's the New York Post. So does that make it truth? Is, is that fact? I mean, I didn't say it's fact. You said you don't know where I got that idea from. I got the idea not from you or not from anyone else. The New York Post. You wanted to know. I told you. Why do you think these people are coming to this country and leaving their countries? Because, because of the crime. Like I said, they're willing to take a chance coming to this country. I mean, uh, that's just a fact. Otherwise, there wouldn't be so many people coming to this country. And um, like I said, he's doing them a favor sending them to New York. We're one of the most liberal states in the country. We have the infrastructure and, and uh, the people to set up programs to feed and house these people and find them jobs and, and lead them on past the citizenship. And plus, we're more tolerant of people. We're not prejudiced. Like I said, he's doing them a favor, and nobody knows it. Nobody seems to know it. Like I said, sending, you know, sending them to New York State's a win-win situation for everybody. You know, we could uh, fill in the jobs we need in New York State. And like I said, there's crime everywhere. And I asked a black friend of mine, uh, how come you never hear the term ghetto anymore? And he said, that's because the ghetto's all over. And like I said, there's crime all over, and, and these people are leaving because, uh, like I said, crime's worse in their countries. Well, I don't doubt that crime is worse in their country, or countries. Well, like I said, and do you think uh, the border wars, all the drug cartels in Texas, that's a safe place to be? Well, not on the border. But someplace in Texas, they they should drive them. They should drive them over to the ranch in Crawford. It's safe there. I mean, you've seen pictures of these immigrants they house in Texas. I mean, come on, you got they're in like uh, 
an ant trap. You know, I mean, they're, they're all they're all living in one squalid thing, all sharing one toilet, like hundred people, one toilet. I mean, like I said, they're better off coming to New York State. Like I said, uh, whether people realize it or not, I mean, uh, they're be- whether they realize it or not, they're better off. Trust me. That, that's all I'd like to okay. say. Okay. Well, that all right. Well, sorry that I uh, interjected too soon. I don't mean to be rude. I just well, wanted you. I'm just saying, Bob, but New York City was a lot worse. You know, I, I'm not saying New York City crime is not an issue. I mean, uh, that's why a lot, vast majority of people in New York City are leaving. But, but like I said, I mean, they're, they're better off. I mean, uh, eventually, uh, with all the social infrastructure we have here and the liberalness of New York State and the kindness of people's hearts, we're going to set these immigrants up, and they're going to lead a much better life than they were living in Texas. Well, that may be true. We'll see. I appreciate your call, Randy. All right. Bye. 11.15 WNBF with Bob Joseph. John from Vestal. Good morning. Well, (laughs) John, sorry we lost you. 607-772-1290 is the number. I think the lines are just so hot. You know, there's only so much that the phone company can handle with red hot talk. So if uh, we lost you earlier, feel free to call in again. 607-772-1290 is the number to talk live on News Radio WNBF 92.1 FM, 1290 AM, and streaming live at WNBF.com. Is your- Bob Joseph, WNBF, on a Monday morning. You can call now, 607-772-1290. Let's go back to the hotlines. Uh, Matt Ryan is back with us from Binghamton. Good morning. Yeah, sorry I'd call him again. I know it's not the best thing to do. on, it. But, you know, we got this debate going about immigration, and I just, my, my job as I see it is uh, to try to correct misinformation. And the woman who called said that they're sending planes into states that don't know they're coming. First of all, think about that. If that was true, then the people who were, landing there, they would be gathering at airports, and the press would pick up on that, and you would see these planefuls of immigrants, um, you know, it would have been a big story. It's just not true. If you go to PolitiFact and check, here's what happens. Adult detainees are flown around um, to different facilities, federal facilities, to keep them while they're waiting for their hearings. Most of the people that are flown on planes are, are, my, are unaccompanied minors who have been processed properly and are taken to destinations where they have a place to go, either with family, family members or uh, sponsors. Those are only two people, groups of people that are being flown around in planes. It doesn't affect the states in any way um, 
negatively because they know the federal government knows where they're going. They have a plan for them, and they're, it's all part of how to try to resolve the, uh, those people who are seeking asylum and might be facing deportation and those unaccompanied minors who are, you know, have to be cared for. And no, no plane flies into a state unannounced and gets dumped off. Otherwise, you would know about it. Let's think clearly here. If that happened, you would have, you would have people way up in arms saying, what are they doing just dumping off people at an airport? They, have a, they go to an airport. They have people meeting them, taking them to the appropriate places. And if you just, if just think about what people are, the garbage people are telling you, Yes, there's some Republican right-wing congressmen that are making this an issue because it fits their political narrative, just like it fits Governor Abbott's political narrative. But th this nonsense about people are being flown around and dumped off and nobody knows about it is just com complete and utter fallacy and garbage. All right. Well, I appreciate the call. Yeah, people could look it up on the Internet. There's more information to explain the reality because sometimes the reporting has been over the top and sometimes the reporting has been completely misleading so it's important to look into the truth in this country illegal flights are not tolerated all flights all flights are tracked nothing nothing when it comes to aviation in the united states is left to chance thanks to the faa and of course homeland security Chris from Binghamton, good morning. Good morning. Uh, just one simple statement, and I'll hang up the phone. More of a question to discuss. There's a, a lot of conversation about, um, you know, the innocent immigrants and all that, and I, and I understand that. They, you know, they are innocent people. They deserve a chance. But who ultimately pays for all of this? That's my question. Okay, good question. Thank you. Uh, Bill from Binghamton, good morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Bob. Uh, the uh, the analogy that I'm going to let you pretty much uh, resolve is my grandparents used to tell me when they come over to Ellis Island back in the, the 20s that they used to come down this large staircase that was divided in thirds. And regardless of the size of the family that came down that staircase, one-third went left, one-third stayed in the center, one-third came to the right. And then they were, quote, literally, as uh, the caller earlier mentioned about uh, Governor Abbott, put on buses and sent to upstate New York. The only qualification that my grandparents remember they must have was $5 in their pocket, and free of tuberculosis. But that was the process that I was told was happening, that families were sent on buses to various places, and I guess that's where the infamous uh, phrase came, which way, EJ, back in the day. But uh, I don't know if it's any different now than what Abbott is, is doing, legally or illegally, but it did happen, you know, X words of 90, 100 years ago when the immigrants come over to Ellis Island. But uh, that's just food for thought and what people want to react to that, the way it happened as compared to the way it's happening now. Obviously much different. The immigrants that came here back then, uh, 
they were here legally. They had to pass certain tests, like I said. They had to have money in their pocket and free of tuberculosis. But uh, uh, that's uh, the analogy that comes to my mind. I don't know if that rang a bell with you. Uh, well, it's interesting. I don't know. I don't recall hearing that from my grandparents, but I'm not saying that it didn't happen. So it is interesting. And uh, so historically, it is it is possible that things like this have happened. And we'll see what our uh, other listeners have to say about that. I appreciate the call. All right, Bob. You take care. Talk to you later. Thank you. 1125 WNBF bringing you Food for Thought every weekday morning from 9 to noon. Bob Joseph. I'll call myself a facilitator. Eh, you could call me the host, but trying to facilitate a real conversation every morning, whether it's about immigration or other issues. We're here for you. Phone number 607-772-1290. Our email address is bob at wnbf.com. Coming up, more calls, and maybe we'll read some emails this morning. That sounds like a novel approach right here. Monday Morning Live, WNBF. Eleven twenty-seven. It's live with Bob Joseph from WNBF, WNBF.com. Matt from Binghamton. Good morning. You're on the air. What's up? Well, I was calling to a little of what Matt Ryan was saying earlier. That unfortunately, this immigration issue is a hot button issue. But all of the people that come into the country are vetted through Texas, and certainly our domestic airline situation is homeland security. But we also have other security in place off stateside that goes beyond anything that transpired during George W. Bush's administration. But what one of my concerns is is that. The Republicans tend to seize an issue and make it appear that the Democratic Party is somehow behind the error of causing it. And the truth is, the misogynation of the Trump administration is a lot of what the problem is right now. Because, in my opinion, I think Abbott's setting himself up for some child abuse cases and busing people to New York and other places to get rid of them out of, the, out of Texas. What ought to be done is English language teaching schools could be set up in Texas, Arizona, and New Mexico. Would be one idea. Yeah, that's that would be a nice idea. Um, were I in the Congress, and I'm not, I would rise to a non-binding resolution, or perhaps even a binding resolution, that the English language is what binds and weaves our nation together. That's what our culture, culture is. Well, that's... That is true, and I I would encourage everybody who arrives in the United States, legally or illegally, if they don't already know English, I would strongly encourage them to learn English, not necessarily um, to, to stop um, speaking with each other in, in their native language, but ultimately, if you want to... If you want to succeed in the United States, at least for the time being, learning English and, and speaking and being able to read English will be a huge factor in your future success. Exactly. I think you're precisely on target. There was another thing that was mentioned as regards uh, reading the Post. There are many articles in the Post editorials I don't agree with. I do read the Post and also the New York Daily News. 
I consider the New York Daily News more accurate in a lot of respects, as I do the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal. Um, I think that on Fox News, you have to you have to beware sometimes what you're watching, because because sometimes you're getting editorializations from Ted Cruz, who I think is not always on target. I think he's got a lot of rudeness in his thinking, but that's a different topic. Right. Well, I commend you for utilizing multiple sources. I I try to do the same thing. Yes, a lot of times on this program, I may quote first from the New York Times or the Washington Post or the Wall Street Journal, but I also read the New York Post and the Daily News and the Los Angeles Times and the Albany Times Union and the Buffalo News and so on and so forth, trying to get as much information as possible so I have a, a better idea of what's really going on. It's always a good idea to keep an open mind. And, and not only that, um, just on a different topic, people need to keep in mind that the Trump administration wrote $7.3 trillion with a T in red ink. And the Democrats actually handle money better than the Republicans. But a lot of people don't understand that very well. The last person that balanced the budget was William Je- Jefferson Clinton. But we had bipartisan cooperation in the House with Newt Gingrich. If Mitch McConnell would uh, remember that. We could get more done. That's true. Thank you for your call. WNBF at 1131-607-772-1290. Here's an email. Mike from Port Crane writes regarding uh, the subject line is illegals. Another case of NIMBY. You liberals want illegals to enter our country as long as they stay somewhere other than near you. I say if you are okay with illegals in our country, then you can house and feed them. I have my own family that I take care of. Thank you. Mike from Port Crane. Immigration clearly is the hot topic as we start the new week. So thank you for um, participating. Everybody. Everybody who's called, everybody who's emailed. Um, Oh, here's another uh, email, uh, Brian from Endicott. And it's um, more from New York City Mayor Eric Adams speaking on Sunday. This is horrific when you think about what the governor is doing. He noted many of the arriving families did not realize they were coming to New York City. He said, we're finding that some of the families are on the bus that wanted to go to other locations, and they were not allowed to do so. They were forced on the bus with the understanding that they were going to other locations that they wanted to go to, and when they tried to explain, they were not allowed to do so. His comments follow the first arrival of 50 migrants at the Port Authority bus terminal. By the way, have you been to the Port Authority bus terminal? I recommend it to you. I'm serious. If you haven't been to the Port Authority, go to the Greyhound station right now, buy yourself a ticket, and drive a ride down this afternoon on a bus from Binghamton to the Port Authority, 8th Avenue. I recommend it. This uh, story part of which that Brian sent, uh, the bus arrived on the orders of Governor Abbott, who has been shipping border crossers into liberal cities to bring attention to the issue of illegal immigration in his own state. Adams has accused the governor of 
using innocent people as political pawns to manufacture a crisis. Well, Eric Adams may have that partially cor correct. I do perceive that Governor, Adam, uh, Governor Abbott is using these poor people as political pawns. I don't think he's manufacturing a crisis. I think there really is a crisis. But I think if all governors, including Greg Abbott from Texas and Kathy Hochul from New York, and all mayors, including the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, and the mayor of Binghamton, Jared Cram, and federal officials as well, if everybody works to try to come up with solutions to what is a crisis, because there are many people right now in the United States who don't have a home, who are here from other countries. So if everybody works to come up with solutions, that's solutions plural, because it's a big problem and can't be fixed with a single solution, if everybody started working together and cooperating instead of trying to use migrants for their political gain, so I don't think Mayor or Governor Abbott is trying to manufacture a crisis. I think the crisis does exist as far as, is he using men, women, and children as political pawns? Unfortunately, I believe he is. Unfortunately for him, you get a sense that laws are being broken. And that could come back to haunt him at some point in the future. It's 1135-607-772-1290 if you want to continue our discussion about immigration and migrants and how people should be treated once they're in the United States. Call. Again, the number... 607-772-1290. The email address is bob at wnbf.com. We're here for you on a Monday morning at News Radio WNBF. Joan from Binghamton. Good morning. You're on the air. Yes, good morning. Good morning. Is it my imagination or the gas prices go up about five or six cents over the weekend? Uh, I don't know. I haven't had to buy gas for about a week. I, I think I'll need to buy gas on Wednesday, so I'll let you know. Oh, okay. Well, the other aspect of that, I didn't realize that uh, the amount of gas being sold, I guess, has dropped uh, to the level it was during the shutdowns during the pandemic, which is the reason that, uh, I guess, prices have come down. That like they say. At least 10% plus. Oh, sure. 
As uh, the gas buddy Patrick DeHaan says, supply and demand. That's all we need to worry about, supply and demand. Yeah, but inflation must be really hurting people if that's the case. Just think, dropping to where it was when everybody was staying home and everybody was locked down, we're at that level? I just can't believe that. Is that you know? I, no, I can't believe I can't believe that either. I don't I don't believe that to be the case. Based yeah, on, I'll tell you what, uh, Joan. Based on just looking at the amount of traffic that you'll see today across the triple cities or on the Vestal Parkway or Route 17, I can tell you that's not true. Well, they said AAA numbers, and they also said some government uh, uh, thing division that keeps track of, you know, uh, gasoline sales or whatever. This was on the regular news on, you know, on your channel, 1290 and others. And I was just shocked to hear that, that it could be that drop that low. That uh, Well, it may drop that low at some point. It hasn't yet, at least not around here. If you've been out and about, you know what I mean. The traffic now is much, much heavier than it was two years ago or two and a half years ago at the start of the pandemic when things were pretty much locked down. Sometimes it looked like a ghost town here in downtown Binghamton. It's not that way anymore. Hmm. Well, I don't know. It seems like there's less traffic at certain times of the day when there's more more traffic going back and forth. But at other times, it just seems like there's hardly any traffic. So that's why I was wondering, you know, that uh, just seemed that uh, that must be hurting people more than you would think you know if that's well it is hurting people a lot i i know a lot of people who just don't have any money left well that's the case <laughs> i mean i'm exaggerating a little bit yes they have money left they just they just are spending a lot more than they did a year ago because look the price i heard a guy today he said on the radio a box of uh wheat pasta that used to be two dollars now he says it's four dollars so that's like the that means the price doubled well same thing with eggs and same thing with uh you know all kinds of everything you know well look at bacon look at bacon i mentioned that earlier it's no wonder people are switching to canadian bacon because they can't afford american bacon anymore yeah well then the farmers can't afford to feed the pigs maybe they'll they'll you know, slaughter all of them, and then we'll have a, a real cheap bacon for a little while, and then there won't be any. <laughs> well, no, there'll be some, but only for people who can afford to pay $70 a pound to have it imported from France. Yeah, well, of course they decided to spend more money again. Biden decided that, hey, global warming and all that kind of stuff deserves more money, so... Yeah, I saw that was a, it's a huge win. There's a big picture of uh, Charles Schumer with two thumbs up. It's on the front page yeah. of the Times this morning. So Schumer has a spit-eating grin on his face after the uh, Senate voted, of course, with the tie-breaking vote of Kamala Harris to uh, put that climate bill. I mean, obviously, they're, they're going to fight inflation with that bill, so that'll be good. They're not going to fight inflation with that. Everybody's all over social media this weekend. I mean, they had Schumer saying can't spend money and you know that uh, and fight inflation. They had uh, Biden saying that. They had Obama saying that. I mean, it's like a uh, whole deluge of everybody, and all of a sudden they changed their mind that uh, spending money is a good way to fight inflation. Well, we need to keep the economy going. We need to keep. Um 
the political interest fed if they're going to keep donating to the candidates. Well, that's true. They want to, uh, and unfortunately, still with the same mantra, if you tax the corporation, that, uh, you know, that's uh, that's uh, fair game. But unfortunately, if you're in business or ever been in business, you know the fact that if something gets more expensive, what do you do? You pass it on to the customer. Of course. Of course. Look at uh, look at the Hellman's mayonnaise. When their prices went up, they, they came up with a new design for their 32-ounce bottle. For years and years and years and years, my mom, whenever she used to get the Hellman's mayonnaise, it was always a, a quart. And then when their cost went up, so they could deceive us, they redesigned the, the bottle of mayonnaise with a little indentation on the bo- bottom, so now it's two ounces less. How do you like that? Well, uh, you got to compensate somehow. Well, know, why didn't they just do it the old-fashioned way and raise the price instead of being deceptive? Just be honest with us and say, look, Bob, instead of three ninety-nine for a quart bottle of your delicious so-called real mayonnaise, we're going to charge you four fifty. Be honest. I always thought it was a great idea because then I could hold on to the bottle easier without it slipping out of my hand and I could take the top off. So it had a grip place, you know, all these different uh, designs of these plastic, uh, like I get this brown rice, and it's got a nice holder that way with the indentation in the uh, plastic bottle so I can hold it with one hand and then unscrew, because, you know, unfortunately, you know, it is a disadvantage. Women's hands are smaller. So if you got something that's a little bit, you know, bigger size, it's hard to hold on to the stupid thing and turn the top off. So I always thought that was a great idea. That was the best things that they did in you know a long time now you know a pound of coffee being 12 ounces is uh you know well you know well it's even worse the coffee i buy is down to 10 ounces joan 10 ounces man come on yep that's right that's right and look they used to sell ice cream a half gallon of ice cream then they trimmed it down from a half gallon down to uh what, 48 ounces or fifth? I don't know. It, it keeps getting smaller and smaller. Every time I buy something, it's smaller and smaller. Yeah, the bagels are getting smaller. I saw that. I bought a half dozen bagels, and it looked like it was about the equivalent to four and a half bagels. Yeah, I mean, bagels are going to... I have bagels for breakfast all the time, and, you know, I mean, it's just like... These bagels, I mean, they're getting so small. It's getting, you know, pretty soon they'll disappear. You know, that's just the way just the way things will be. I guess they'll just disappear, and that'll be the end of that. Yeah, that's a terrible, terrible thing. I appreciate your call. Eleven forty-seven at WNBF. Mike from Binghamton. Good morning. Hey, Bob. Hey, I just wanted to call in and give a shout out to uh, Paulus Development on the Endicott Johnson uh, building their rehab in there in Johnson City. Um. I just drove by, and I, I was amazed that they have the uh, side of the building, they have the windows in the, in the facade repaired and painted on the uh, Luster Ave side, and it, it looks unbelievable. I know that's a huge project, and uh, just a shout-out to Pulse Development and the, uh, the guys working over there, the union boys. It's really uh, I, it's amazing to see that go on in this area. So. I think that's a big plus for this area. So just wanted yeah, to they're going to call it Victory Lofts. Remember, uh, it used to be called the Victory Factory. Now, with the new apartments, it'll be known as Victory Lofts. Ah, gotcha. 
well, you know, I, as a kid, I used to walk by there all the time going to the park and stuff. And over the years, I thought, you know, they had to tear that place down. It'll never, nothing will ever become of it. It's an eyesore. But man, was I surprised when I saw that this morning. Just incredible. Well, really, when you look at the size of that building, it, it is a remarkable uh, giant building. And I know. Um, some people, including the county executive, were calling it the biggest eyesore uh, in the area. And it certainly was bad because it would, it just sat there for decades. And I don't think anybody uh, figured that anything would ever happen to it unless finally it would be torn down because it started crumbling or somebody would set it on fire. But, but now it's being revitalized. It's getting a new life. Yeah, and I think that is so, so cool. The vision that this uh, young Paulus guy there has and his team is like, I, I, I thought they were nuts spending that kind of money when I heard it. But as I see it develop now, I'm, I'm you know, you start to get it. You know, you really start to see it coming along. And, and like I said, it's only a fraction of it uh, that, that, that you can kind of get a glimpse of what's to come. But, uh, yeah, that's a big boost for Johnson City. And I, I think that that building must be a, a city block long. I mean, it is long. So that's pretty cool. It is. I'm looking at the uh, the rendering that Paulist Development put out last year. And, yeah, that's, I would say it's about two blocks long. It's extremely long. I think it goes the length of at least two blocks in Johnson City. And now he was going to, or he says it's, going to have 156 apartments so that's even more apartments than originally planned so there'll be apartments on um the second third and fourth floors the ground level they want to use mainly for parking and then the fifth floor is going to be used for commercial space yeah yeah and it's, it's kind of weird because when you yeah, you're so or at least myself i was so used to looking at it as nothing and now, again, as you see it coming together, you know, it, it, it kind of encapsulates the magnitude of that building uh, as it's being developed, you know, or rehabbed. It's, it's pretty pretty cool. If people get a chance, they should drive by and just, you know, periodically check it out and see the progress. Mike, I appreciate your call. Thank you. Yep. Take care. 1151 WNBF. Bob Joseph with you here. A live talk program, a local talk program, every weekday morning on WNBF from 9 to noon. Never take it for granted. Some people say, well, WNBF will always have a live local talk program. Don't take it for granted. Appreciate it. Appreciate what we have. This is a very special gift. 607-772-1290 is the number if you want to send an email. My email address is bob at wnbf.com. On the air live, News Radio, WNBF 92.1 FM, 1290 AM, and of course, streaming at wnbf.com. Now you 
profound When you start to orbit It could be love I think you're too soon to call us old When and where did we go cold I thought I had you on hold And every time I let you leave I always saw you coming back to me When and where did we go cold Sound I had you on hold it's the phone system again. It's just too hot to handle with so many calls today. On a Monday morning from News Radio WNBF. Looking at the uh, Rocket Courier. If you want a good paper, go buy yourself the Rocket Courier, a dollar fi- uh, dollar seventy-five a copy, filled with relevant local news. It's incredible. How do they do it? Well, for one thing, they have local reporters. (laughs) That's how you get local news. You hire yourself a bunch of local reporters and tell them, go out and report on your community. And then you put it in a newspaper and sell it for $1.75 with lots of local stories. Look at that. One, two, three, four, five local stories on page one of the Rocket Courier, including an interesting one. Dimmick Plants Permit Appealed. State Senator Seeks to Halt the Operations. A state senator has filed an appeal of a National Pollutant Discharge Elimination System permit that had been issued for Eureka Resources for a wastewater treatment plant for the gas industry in Dimmick Township. So we don't know anything about the story, apparently, except for what we see in the Rocket Courier. Thank you. James Lowenstein reporting for the Rocket Courier. The uh, permit, which would allow Eureka to discharge treated wastewater into a tributary of Burdick Creek, was issued by the Pennsylvania Department of Environmental Protection. Then State Senator Katie Muth filed a notice of appeal asking that the Environmental Hearing Board revoke the permit. The plant will directly discharge toxic substances into a swale and small waterway utilized by cattle for drinking water and for household use such as laundry and shower water. So it might be necessary now, if this goes forward, for the people of Binghamton to start sending more water down to Dimmick. Isn't this interesting? Isn't it interesting that we learn about this in the Rocket Courier newspaper on page 1? Eureka wants the appeal dismissed, contending that the senator lacked the standing to file the appeal. Eureka contends that being a state senator did not give her the standing to file the appeal. Um, At any rate, it's being appealed. So keep an eye on Dimmick Township. They're uh, apparently about ready to allow a wastewater treatment plant to be used by the natural gas industry to be built there and as a state senator says it would discharge toxic substances into a small waterway utilized by cattle for drinking water and for household use such as laundry and shower water I would recommend to the city of Binghamton that you get a few tankers ready to send down to Dimmick to help our neighbors to the south deal with potential contaminated water that is the story from news radio wnbf
hey, we've got to live together, right? we got to live together. If they need clean water, we'll give them some clean water. Help the people of Dimmick Township. Bob Joseph, mission accomplished. But remember, we're on every weekday morning from 9 to noon. Right here at News Radio. We'll be back tomorrow morning. In the meantime, enjoy your afternoon. This is WNBF Binghamton. WNBF.